This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. Oh, no. It is time for one of our best friends here on the Reposted Podcast. He is Brandon Doble making his monthly appearance. You, of course, know him from the How I Got This Way podcast. No. Close. What is it? It doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. Sad that after 10 years together, we still can't get it right, but it's okay. Andrew, I think it lends to the, I think it lends to the mystique. I don't want to say it. He's going to pull a Larry. I'm going to pair a little Larry and say, no, I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Did he not plug into his microphone again? This guy. Anyways. All right. Brandon Doble brought into my life a wonderful book that is rising up the charts in the New York Times bestseller list. It's called Breath, the New Science of a Lost Art from James Nestor. Let's start with a quote. The greatest indicator of lifespan wasn't genetics, diet, or the amount of daily exercise, as many had suspected. It was lung capacity. How did you come across this book, Brandon, and what strikes you most about it? Well, first off, I know this is a slippery slope, but I want to apologize that I didn't actually get this guy out to you guys a little earlier. I just, yeah. I just want to put that out there. And before we even get started, I honestly think we need to have a, a period in every monthly show where we do the Larryisms. Like my favorite Larryism of the month was, uh, you know, he was on a real diatrope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> taking sorry. two great words, putting okay. them together, make them better. I didn't know you'd become a, a grammatizarian, but go on. And Andrew didn't Andrew didn't correct you, so I, I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I'll, uh, uh, I'll put a anyway. drop together, and we can call it uh, the airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to think of how I found out about this book. I think a friend was reading it. A couple of people have met uh, a really good buddy of mine from college I've been friends with for 30 years. He's like, dude, you got to check out this book. He's like, I used to use a CPAP, and I don't use it anymore. I don't. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm always looking for the, an edge, you know, as a, as a world-class athlete, an elite athlete, I'm always looking for that edge. Uh, and he said, uh, check out this book. And so I was like, oh, all right, picked it up. And I was just like immediately within the first like couple chapters, I was sort of astounded by what he was saying. And I think it's one of those books that either you're on board or you're not. I think there's a lot of these self-help books that people get on and they, you know, they, they're like, yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. And then they burn out. I, for me, it's been sort of life-changing in a sense that it's made me think about the way I breathe. I've been doing breathing exercises with, in various ways through yoga. I know, Andrew, you've done yoga. You know, they always talk about breathing and the importance of breathing. Breathe into your toes. Breathe into your spine. Uh, but this book just sort of, he just took this sort of analytical approach to breath. And it was just super helpful. So that's why I recommended it to you. I was like, I think you'd really like this. And I've told that, you know, some people give it like, oh, whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. Don't read it. But I, I think this dude's on to something. I really do. Had you heard of this book, Andrew? And have you any thoughts on this quote? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had not heard of the book. But I mean, if you think about it, the number one advice for pretty much everything is breathing. Whether you're weightlifting, stretching, about to jump into some cold water, or giving birth to a human being, breath is something that like actually makes you focus on uh, bingo square. When I take my cold showers, I take a deep breath and I exhale as it washes over me for the first time. And like, 
If you can control your breath, you can control your mind. Also, if you get anger, they say take a deep breath and count to 10 and your breathing can physiologically change you. So I'm fully on board with this and uh, I think more people should do it. But I may, maybe one of the reasons is because it's such an easy thing to do. It doesn't seem like it, it would have that much of an effect. Well, in this book, they say there's thousands of different ways to breathe, which is what I think I've been struck a chord with. You know, for instance, you go to the doctor they check your pulse, they check your blood pressure, you get blood work done, but they don't check your respiratory rate. There are different ways to breathe, not just you get cold and breathe, breathing through your nose sort of specifically. I was talking to my wife about this book, Brandon, and the number one thing they say, they sort of start with just breathe through your nose all the time. And my wife goes, well, Brandon's the biggest mouth breather I've ever known. So have you? has this changed just breathing through your nose? Yeah, fundamentally. I mean, it's like I've always known I've been a slack-jawed, open-mouth breather. I mean, it's I have these terrible sinuses. I think that at the very beginning, when you read the first chapter, he talks about all the issues he had. And I have had every one of those issues, like, and, you know, not, can't sleep, this, that. And, you know, they did the whole tape your mouth shut at night, which I've been doing. Um, and I've had to use, like, the breathe strips to do it. But, like, you know, it, it, he talked about the fact that it was because of the way we ate food. He just looked at a lot of the science behind it that like we're our teeth are all messed up whereas most species of animals teeth aren't messed up like we require braces you know what i mean all the things that we require and it has to do with the food we eat which is processed soft food we're not eating hard foods anymore so it just really struck me and it's been really i'm i'm more conscious of, i've always been conscious of that fact they talk about the seven second breath the in and the out and there's a lot whole part in that where he they talks about it um, and I've been, you know, so that part of like through either prayer, meditation or yoga, you sort of do that. Every one of them does that in some form or other. But what was helpful for me was to just think about breathing, like say, okay, try to exercise. That's the, been the challenge for me is exercising while breathing through my nose, because it's just so not, it doesn't feel natural. You know, you're like, they always take your coach would always say, you know, breathe, you know, you know, you want to, if you're breathing hard, you're blowing out. That means you're working hard. He actually contends it's exactly the opposite, that that you're trying to control your breath so you can be a better athlete. So um, it just really struck home with me. I'm glad that your wife recognized that I'm an open mouth breather. Um, it's really flattering. Uh, but um, yeah, that's I'm trying not to be an open mouth breather. It kind of sounds like both of you guys have been completely changed by this. I'm curious to what extent you're trying to force people in your household to also conform to this, or is it a selfish thing you're hoarding to for your own well-being? Well, I, I can't like you have a daughter, player, right? You know, like, Are you saying, Hey, what's breathe that? better? Yeah. I think I, I, I learned in the first day that that wasn't going to fly. I mean, <laughs> Corey's going to do what she's going to do. I tried, I'm more aware of Maple's breathing now than I've ever been. Um, she's naturally a nose breather, so it doesn't really affect her. I think more kids are, but, um, you know, it's, it's sort of, for me, at least it's about fixing myself first. If I can get to this point where I'm not, don't have sleep apnea and don't snore and don't breathe in my mouth and all the things don't have so many sinus problems and allergies and all the things that he talks about in this book. If I can sort of use myself as a living experiment and prove it true, then, then why wouldn't somebody else listen to me? You know what I mean? No, that's totally true in my house too. Is like my kids are all, you know, they're kids, they're healthy. They can do whatever they want. They can breathe however it doesn't affect them at all, but they all know I'm a big snorer. We just recently went away for the weekend at the same hotel. They say I snore all the times. So my thought is if I could kind of change my breathing pattern, 
at some particular point, they might pick up on, oh, there is a better way to breathe. Because here's the thing that I, th- we, we, you know, you mentioned, Andrew, that people talk about breathing and all, but there are just so many different ways to breathe that you learn in this book, the different types that go back to the Native Americans and yogans and all this. There are the difference between breathing through your left nostril and your right nostril. Just that alone is mind-blowing. So there's all different ways to breathe, but we never talk about it like in American vernacular. The American well, I think vernacular. it's exactly the opposite, right? I think that they tell us not to. I think more and more it's like, it's sort of like no one ever talks about it at all. And, and, and you know, it's so like, for me, it was just more enlightening of saying, oh yeah, we should be talking about this. Whether this is life-changing for everybody or not, I think it's irrelevant, but it sort of, it broke, for me, it broke the sort of that misconceptions or like, this is just the way it's done. So for me, it was helpful. I'm I think sorry, it's I a, cut you off, Andrew. I think it's a powerful, I was making fun of Larry. I think it's a powerful thing to for maybe an older generation to realize how much it matters. And maybe hopefully um, it's more discussed now. But uh, I always have to say is that... So good. Well, if you want to see what Brandon and Faith Hill have in common, please reach out. Find us at Reposted Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew. Thanks for stopping by.